Welcome to Love, Death, and Everything in Between. I'm your host, Bran, and this is a podcast where we like to talk about cringy topics, topics that most people don't like to talk about, or that like to make people a tad on the uncomfortable side. Because, something I always say, you don't grow in your comfort zone. So, that's what I do. I like to push people a little out of their comfort zone. So, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Here's today's episode. Good morning. And welcome to Love, Death, and Everything in Between. I didn't do an episode last week. And... I have been trying to give myself grace and space on the times when I don't get an episode done because life is crazy or, you know, you're just kind of having some, you know, emotions going on in different things. And so I didn't do an episode last week and Sometimes that's hard for me in those moments to not do one because I kind of feel like I'm like failing and then I have to remind myself that I'm not and it turns out I'm human and y'all will understand and then the ones of you and those of y'all that don't understand and get bothered, that's on you. (laughs) It's not on me. So that's my, that's my, uh, whole thing on last week and I again I do apologize that I didn't put one out it was just a it was a hard week like I've in in all reality October was kind of different and hard for different reasons um it just parts of it have definitely kicked my butt and I feel like towards the end probably did so I was really glad that I did the Bigfoot episode that week before, like my birthday week one, so that everyone got to hear that and, you know, there was that. So jumping into today's episode and topic, which I think I've kind of talked about this before, but after the last few weeks with kind of what's been going on, I was like, okay. I want to talk about this again because this is a big deal and I see stuff like this all the time with people and you know everyone has a hard time with this and I don't think it's something that you know we talk about as humans as parents or anything like that I think one of our goals as a parent you know when you have kids or you're raising them or whatever the situation, one of our goals is to look at your kids and I always say you kind of have to find the asshole things about your child and you work, you work with them to, you know, curve that curb, curb, curve, curve. I don't know. But you're, you're trying to work against that. You're trying to see these different things and you're like, hey, like this is not, this is not a good response. That's not a good way you handle things. 
let's, let's work on it, you know? And that's something that like, I've worked really hard with Koi his whole life because there's, you know, if you start digging into, you know, us as, us, excuse me, us as humans and, you know, all the different things that shape us, you know, there's things that shape us that aren't even things that we've actually experienced. There are things that experienced from, you know, past family members that have just been, that they've just, the cycle has perpetuated and is just gone passed on. And all that impacts, you know. I myself look at things, I'm like, Koi has a lot of me in him. And whether you know me or you just listen, I'm a fiery person. I have a passion for like communicating, for talking, for, you know, for life in a lot of ways. And I don't, I don't think I was as, as forthcoming in a lot of how I am now as I was when I was younger because I didn't understand myself. I've done so much work as I've gotten older, especially in my 30s. It probably started when I got divorced in my late 20s. But I put so much work into trying to understand, you know, who I am and have control. But like, I definitely have not always handled things the best way that I could. And I still don't sometimes, you know. But I'm like, the fact that like, I have so much passion for so many things and like I can, I can get pretty like hot reactive in a very short amount of time. And so it's like just the things that I see in myself that I see in Koi, you know, that I've given him, we're not even talking about like his dad's genetics, but just that alone. And then you add the fact that, you know, Koi's a ginger. And typically gingers are a little, little spicy too. And so it's like, I see these little things in Koi and I'm like, okay, we need to do little things to help this. You know, when he was younger, he, when he would lose his cool and I, and I don't even know where he like got this, where he'd seen it or whatever, but like he would lose his cool and then like he'd go to like hit himself. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, we can't do that, Koi, you know? And so, like, I started working with him when he was way, way young on, like, his temper and breathing. And, you know, he's been in therapy and all these different things because I've seen these things that I I want him to be able to have control of as he gets older because it's, it's only going to get harder. And if we're not giving the proper tools when we're young, you know, you're going to struggle. But in doing that too, and giving those proper tools, I think it's so huge that when, you know, there's some type of an action that goes on and then you're giving a consequence, how important it is to stick with that consequence. You know, I, so I'm going to backtrack a skosh. It was like probably probably like two, I think it was two weeks ago. 
maybe three. I can't remember now. I apologize. But I, I didn't have him. Um, he was at his dad's, but I went to hockey practice to see him and we come back out and a dad stops and talks to us and told us the situation that um, Koi had taken a, le a Lego that was his son's. And I was just like, are you, are you kidding me? You know, like, he knows, he knows this is not okay. And I'm just like, Koi, what is going on? You know? So we have this big conversation and, you know, he made it right. But I told him, I said, because of this, like, you lost going trick-or-treating. You're, you're not going to go trick-or-treating because you made a choice that was a big deal, Koi. And this is not okay. And the one thing that we, we talk about and I'm super huge on at our house is I'm not going to reward bad behavior. And if you're going to make choices like that, yeah, there's definitely consequences for your actions. And so, you know, as time's going on in the next, like the last couple weeks and it gets closer to Halloween, you know, people kept asking or making comments about, oh, you're going to go trick-or-treating. And he's like, I'm not going trick-or-treating this year. And it was so mind-blowing to me. The people that, you know, there had been a, and I kind of do these little experiments because I just, I think it's fascinating, but the people that, you know, just jumped to conclusions and look at me like I'm this asshole parent, which I got a lot of those looks like, oh, why would you not let your child go trick or treating? You know, and then some of them, when they would ask or different things, and I would just say, you know, Koi made some poor choices and there's consequences to your actions you know there's consequences good or bad depending on the situation you know but there's always consequences and you know I like I said I I find it so interesting you know the different people that look at me like you know I'm, I'm such a mean mom and I'm just like you know I'm I'm trying to, you know, help my child. And sometimes it's hard and it sucks. We haven't had Koi for Halloween for a couple of years now. And so I was really excited to go trick-or-treating with him. You know, and as he's getting older, it's going to change. And he's not going to want to go trick-or-treating. And so it's like, it kind of, you know, bummed me out a little bit. That we couldn't go. But in the same breath, I'm like, we have to stick to this. We have to stick to this, like, the consequence. And, oh my God, it, it really has been hard. And it makes you feel all these different emotions. But then it's like, I come back to that whole thing of like, I'm trying to teach him. I'm trying to help him, you know. He, he did really well, I would say, with handling it when it came down to it all. And he lost other privileges too, and he's done really great at owning them. And, you know, 
wanting to do better, you know, and we've had lots of open conversations about it. And I think that's, that's the part that, uh, kind of bums me out that there's so many times in the world that I feel like if we would just have a conversation or have a place where people can be open about things and honest, you know, I feel like more people would be willing to talk and to own their ugly, but we don't give a lot of room for that. And I think that's what's hard too. We don't give a lot of room for that. And then when situations happen, because typically you start making consequences for whatever action with your child, it's going to require you to do more work because you're going to have to, you know, enforce these. You're going to have to make sure that they're going on, that other people, you know, in in this child's life, you know, understands that, you know, this is where you're at with the situation and all these things, which in theory causes more work. And I think that's where parents start to struggle is because you give these consequences and it it's more work for you. And so then, you know, you let them off. You don't, you don't really hold them to it. And the part that's like so sad during that time is you doing that thing, not holding to them, holding them to that, you know, is saying so much more than you realize. And it's also telling them that, you know, mom or dad, they might be upset in this situation, but they'll just let it go. It'll be fine. You know, I'll be able to get my device time back. I'll be able to go off my friends. I'll be able to do whatever because they're not going to stick with this, you know? And at that point, everything that you have done up to that point to try and like mitigate this situation is just all out the window. And that sucks. That sucks when you get to that point because all this hard work that you've been working on and trying to, you know, correct, help and change whatever is all out the window. I I hear things all the time about, you know, things that kids do or I see them that they do and then like the next minute they're out having fun, doing whatever. And I'm not trying to be mean or like put different like consequences on things and like hold them or be too strict of a parent but why aren't we helping our kids more like us not holding firm to boundaries isn't helping them us not looking for those little ways that we see our kids you know having poor behavior or making not the best choices and then we just kind of ignore it or chalk it up to Oh, this is just their age. The whole situation that happened with Koi is very age appropriate. But does that mean that it's right? Does it mean that I shouldn't correct it? Because, oh, it's age appropriate. It was really interesting because we had talked to his teachers and they had a situation at school 
with some kids talking inappropriately with essentially without going into too much detail, you know, associating food with different body parts. Y'all catch me. And it was just this whole situation. And you know, when they say the same thing, this is very age appropriate for these kids. But that doesn't mean that it's okay. And then I, I sat and thought about it. You know, how many times as kids are growing up, do things happen and people just were like, oh, this is age appropriate and just chalk it up to that and like, oh, don't do that. And then the child, like, nothing, nothing really changes in them. You know, in that, in that split second, they might give you the answer that you want to hear, you know, but realistically, it's not going to get any better because there's no actual Recourse? I think that's the right word I'm going for. And that's the disservice that we're doing. You know? I, I think about even in like my relationships as an adult. And, you know, talking, talking to Lowell. Which Lowell's the first relationship where I have, you know, worked on communicating as so much as I have because I'm I'm not always the best at communicating my emotions and how I'm feeling and especially when I get my feelings hurt I am one that like I will just stuff those those down and just ignore them and not express like hey you hurt my feelings and it's not that you're telling the person that they hurt your feelings or this situation you know frustrated you and you're not telling them that to hurt their feelings or to cause problems. But you're talking about this because you want to communicate. Because you want to make it better. And how are we supposed to make anything better if we're not talking about it? If we're not seeing the little things in ourselves or in others. That you're like, hey, like, this could be a problem. Let's, let's work on it. You know, this doesn't just stop with our kids. This is us too. Because it turns out a lot of us adults out here raising these kids, you know, we didn't get a lot of that. And then we didn't see it. So then we're over here trying to do the best we can. And, and we don't know what we're doing. Like I said, and realistically, like our parents didn't, their parents didn't. There's no, there's no book on how to parent. I mean, there, there's parenting books, but, and parenting classes, but every child is different. You know, they're not the same. It was a while back that someone had talked to me about saying, you know, the parent that you have is not the same parent that you, like your sibling had. And that has been the craziest concept for me to like put in my brain and keep it in like the forefront because I'm just like, it's so wild to me because, you know, the parent that I had, the parent that my brothers had, like all these different things, but they all change and they're all going from parent to parent. And so then you, you sit there and think about too, like all the different things that each parent is going to respond differently to that child. You know, and there's going to be things that, you know, the child brings out in the parent from when they were kids. You know, a potential trauma response. 
it's just, it's so wild to me. In becoming a parent, you know, how much work it really, it really takes. And being present and, like I said, looking at those things that your child, the qualities that are not so great about your child. And being like, how can I make this better? Because I want them to have better relationships. I want them to have, you know, healthy communication skills with others, with me. Because that's the thing too. You don't, you don't do this work with them now. When they become adults, they're going to be like, what the hell? You know, why, why weren't you doing this, this with me? Why weren't you trying? Why weren't you doing whatever? I feel like if we create a space as parents, as people, that we're trying. You know, none of this is easy. Being, being humans, not easy. And then you throw all the different elements of life into it and different things that go on. None of this is easy. But we're trying. You know? I think being able to take a look at yourself as an adult and, you know, see things that you could do better, that you want to do better. You know, and that's stuff that, you know, our kids are going to pick up from us too. Like I said, there's so many qualities in Koi that I see. And there's good ones and there's bad ones that he's gotten from me. And this is normal. But this is also stuff that, like, we got to work on. You know, knowing that Koi can lose his cool and get stressed real easy. And then knowing that, like, that's how I am too. And he's seen me lose my cool. And then that kind of circles back to the whole, that's why we have to apologize. We have to own our ugly too. You know, if we aren't owning our ugly to our kids and taking ownership of things, when we go to them and we're like, you know, why are you doing this? What's going on? And they're going to be like, well, why do you care? They're, they're essentially mimicking behaviors that they're seeing. And I, and I totally agree with that. And I think that's the part that's like that the part of me that's like, ah, oh, the sassy like teenager like, well, if you're not going to do it, why the hell do I have to do it? Like, don't tell me that. But there's parts of me that still feel like that. And I know a lot of people do too. Because if you have someone coming to you and saying, I have these expectations of you, but then they're not doing it themselves you know whether you're trying to no matter what you're trying to create you're adding this layer of like hypocrisy basically and kids are going to pick up on that you know I've picked up on that as as I've gotten older from other people when they say things to me and I'm just like you have some freaking nerve saying any of that to me when I know how you are. And I think that's why it is so important to, you know, start working on this stuff as early as we can. Finding those opportunities to, you know, see the asshole things 
in our kids and work on them. See the asshole things in us and work on them. Because your kids are going to see you working on these things too that you're like, this is not an awesome habit and I want to work on it. And that's going to make them want to work on their asshole things too as they start to get older and understand them. Which none of that's easy. It's never easy when, you know, someone calls out those things or you realize them in yourself because you're just like, oh man, that sucks, you know? But you got to ask yourself, you know, is it worth it? To me, losing Halloween this year for him and not be able to go trick-or-treating, did that suck? Absolutely. Was it worth it? Absolutely. You know, we had so many really good conversations that I feel like were really impactful. And it also, like, helped me, you know, work through another time when I had to, like, try and stay calm and not lose it because I was pretty upset. Because that's not okay. That's not okay behavior. And it's hard. You know, it's... It's so easy all the time to see all the incredible things about our kids and the people around us and our spouses. But it's so important for us to, you know, take those times to see those things that, you know, we could work on. You know, and and in this situation, you know, holding to the boundary that, you know, I created. This is this is what it is. This is how we're doing things. This is the consequence. We're sticking to it. And it was interesting because I I think I've had a handful of people that have asked, you know, that have just like talked to me, that people that knew me that asked about it. And I just said, you know, yeah, we're not going to go. And they're just like, I think that's incredible that you, you know, stuck, stuck to that consequence. I had a friend last week that he'd asked about it. And I just told him, I was like, yeah, Koi lost it. And he was like, you're a fun mom. <laughs> Excuse me. And I was like, I'm a fun mom. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I think that's great what you did. He's like, because that's, that in that situation is showing him so much and is doing so much. And like, you're a good mom. And, you know, it's important for us to share these conversations, you know, to talk about this stuff because this is stuff that, believe me, if you have a kid, your kid has asshole things in them because guess what? We have asshole things in us that make us just ignorant, but we get a choice. Are we going to perpetuate these things? Are we going to work on them? It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But you got to choose your heart. And I'm going to choose this path all day long because I want more for Koi. You know, I, I want more for Chance. So much of my parenting and how we're doing things has, you know, rolled over into having Chance. And it's not the same kinds of things I'm teaching Koi that I'm teaching chance because you know age and different things but that's my job 
right now, you know, to let them know that I still love them even when they do mess up and that I'm going to be right there even when they do mess up. I'm going to let you know, yeah, you messed up. There, There's consequences now and you're going to feel them and it doesn't always feel great. But you come back from that. You know, teaching grace is huge because we need that. You know, the examples that we're setting are so huge. And I think a lot of these things that we could be showing could easily just be shown in just small ways. You know, there there's so many times that I think we think we have to have this like huge like this this whole like monumental like moment situation thing to happen for to like impact things a lot of times the most impactful things are those small day-to-day things that go on and you're just like oh that made such a huge impact in my world and you know whether they're good or bad they do it's all those small things Take some time and notice the small things. The little things that, you know, we can do to help make things better. Because, really, we just need that. We need things to be better. We need to do the work. And, you know, have the hard conversations. Do the things. Because I want more. I'm, I'm willing to fight for it. That's my thought for the day. Find some things that, you know, you see in yourself that you want to make better. Talk talk about them with a friend. See some things that your, you know, your kids are doing. Talk about them with them. That's our job. Our job is to teach all the good stuff and see all the good things in them too. But our job is to see the bad things too. Or the, not, not necessarily bad things. Because I don't want to, that sounds felt kind of harsh but the less ideal things you know and work with them instead of badgering them or shaming because I think that happens too sometimes so I love y'all and thank you for listening and I will see y'all next week